0: it down. Please. Welcome to Coast to Coast, an NBA podcast by the fans, for the fans. My name is Chris, and hosting with me is my guy, Ronan. Tune in every week as we dive into the hottest content and emerging rumors across the league.
1: Dodgich pulls off three-pointer. Bang! Bang! It's good! Dodgich wins the game at the buzzer!
0: Don't miss a beat. Whether it's a star on the move or the Knicks acquiring another forward, we got you covered.
1: Zion for four, for four!
0: The game is constantly evolving, and whether it's by the eye test or advanced stats, we'll give you the analysis you need to take your fandom to the next level.
1: Here's Davis, 4-3 in the wind. Oh, it's good! Anthony
0: Davis has won it for the Lakers! Sit back and relax. Coast to Coast starts now. get to watch Jimmy the heat look interesting this year they apparently and this is the most confusing thing for me I got to conflate these two points because everyone was super hyped about Kyle Lowry signing to the heat that was a big win pat on the back Pat Riley did it again and then when the bulls acquired at the same age and I think at a better point in his career DeMar DeRozan it was just looked at as the worst possible signing because of his age, because of the length of contract, C- can you explain that to me? I, I I still don't understand it. I don't understand the Demar Derozan hate.
1: Eh, there's no there's no real explanation to it. I guess Larry's always kind of had the brighter lights shone on him. Just as in, people saw him as better after Derozan was the one that got traded from the Raptors originally. I think everyone just thought instantly put Larry onto a different pedestal. The fact that Larry. Because he won a championship. Yeah, of course. That's just, that's, that's simply the way that it is. And people think of Larry as this, this, uh, all great pro, this, this just great guy and obviously super talented. And that's just, that's just the way that it's gone. I think they viewed Larry going to Miami as this is just what the Heat needed. This is going to turn them back into to got a team that can that can challenge to win the Eastern Conference whereas the Rosen going to the Bulls I think people stupidly I will add thought that he was just being signed for the sake of it and he wasn't really going to fit but I don't think that's the case at all
0: yeah it's it's that that's I just had to get that off my chest cuz i mean I, I thought that was that was crazy the reason, the fit there for both teams i think it's fantastic i think it was i think it was really cool to to see both of these guys move on to the Eastern Conference. It's be really fun to see this matchup. Jimmy Butler going back against his old team, against Zach Levine. Jimmy Butler and Zach Levine has been a fantastic uh, kind of friendly rivalry ever since the trade. And Kyle Lowry against uh, DeMar DeRozan, that'll be fun as well. But uh, looking at the heat though, I gotta be honest here, Their are off season. I, I don't, I didn't quite understand it. I understood that Duncan Robinson pay to a degree you have to pay your guys and you know for for a guy who can shoot as well as he does it's it's not a it's not something you just find every day for sure i don't know where the rest of this is coming into play pj tucker that was a signing for me he fits the culture he fits what they want to do on the defensive end for sure but this looks like a really clunky really really clunky starting lineup and Kyle Lowry, he's gonna do what he's gonna do. He's he's one of the least best three-point shooters. Duncan Robinson for sure. Jimmy Butler still has not managed to have a good three-point shooting year. And then you got PJ Tucker and Bam Adebayo. So unless Bam Adebayo acquired a shot, I I don't know where you're gonna stretch the floor to have Jimmy operate in the mid-range, to have Duncan Robinson run around free. That there's gonna be a lot a lot of games where you're gonna stick PJ Tucker in the corner. His defender's just gonna leave him there. And then, where else are you going to have the the depth coming from? This the second unit looks barren, unless you're expecting Tyler Hero to, to make some kind of crazy jump into, Lou Williams 2.0, yeah,
1: Casey Okpala. You, know, you know I'm a big Tyler Hero guy. I think I, I love I love the idea of him running the bench this year. I think it's gonna it's that's gonna work well in Miami big time.
0: It I, I think I think he's he's done fine. But when you go beyond that, like where, where do you rely on scoring? Max Strus. K-Z- Mar- 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 Morris there. will
1: provide solid scoring off the bench. I think
0: Markeef Morris.
1: I mean, I'm not saying you want to rely on him <laughs> as your scorer, but I still think he will provide some decent scoring from the bench.
0: I just, it doesn't seem like they have enough depth depth to really to push far in, especially in a year where you got to have depth to survive any of these COVID things, especially injury. And we all know Jimmy Butler. I mean, he's, he's got miles on those legs. I don't wish anything on him, but can he carry that load? You can rely on Kyle Lowry to help him out with that, but they need more help. They need more help in scoring. And that's something that they, I think they got lucky with definitely got lucky with in the bubble. And it showed in the first couple of months without Jimmy Butler on the floor, they didn't have anything to get going. They really had to rely on Tyler hero and, Maybe in the third year, that's going to be a time for him to kind of fix up the gaps. Now that he's on people's scouting reports, he has to change up his game. But I'm my big question mark for the Heat is if they suffer injuries, if they don't have their starting unit on the floor, who's going to really push the envelope and allow them to open up games? Who's going to keep the lead? Who's going to allow them to score when they're not on the floor?
1: I guess that's where you kind of have to look at victor aldipo they got him back on that one year Mm, deal that's true can he be healthy can he show us the guy that we saw as an indiana pacer i mean he this guy has just been burdened with injuries over over the last couple of years and it's a real shame because he was really starting to to show out as a player and then he got hit with the injuries they're they're the worst thing you don't wish them on anyone but that's he, he. He could be he could be the wild card for this Miami Heat as a whole. If he can come back, he can be healthy and he can have an impact. That could really, that could really push that Heat on just that that little extra step that they ultimately could. They could go either way. If Oladipo is injured again, he, he can't or he's there and, but he's not really there. I mean that's that's a that's a major blow. They've taken a chance getting him back in that one year deal. It, it it could be a game changer.
0: That that would be that would be interesting. And I, I think the, the thing for me adding adding Oladipo that gives you a little bit more, a little bit more confidence in the bench, and I I'm curious to see how they survive putting two forwards out there, in Tucker bio and Butler on the wing. How can they remain as good as they were offensively last year? They were seventh seventh offensively last year, which I think was. I mean that that has to be credit has to be given to coaching there. I mean that that with that kind of team w- without the without the shooting without any transcendent talents outside of Jimmy Butler to be on the scoring end at least like that was very impressive. Do it again this year. That that's going to be a challenge. They're gonna yeah. they're gonna struggle to score.
1: It's going to be a challenge. But at the same time, you mentioned the coaching. This this Miami team I've got great coaching, and that will that will get them to the cer- to a certain level anyway. And then it's just the question of what can what can the, the individuals do to, to take them on to that to that next level, which is that's that's what they're they're gonna be relying on this year, Miami.
0: Yeah. Um oh we didn't even talk about the Nets.
1: We haven't talked books the <laughs> Nets, man.
0: There's no questions, they're not interesting. I, I mean what's interesting about the Nets? I mean, besides Kyrie Irving not getting vaccinated, potentially playing half the games. Again, I'm we gotta talk about COVID. We're always talking about COVID. Yeah, it's sick so talking go, about but... COVID.
1: Although, uh, one thing but... I will ask you are they, are <laughs> they still the heavy favorites if they're? Oh, yeah, there's yeah? no
0: question. There's yeah. just no question. That's why it's, it's not even interesting to talk about the Nets right now because the acquisitions they had just pushed them over the edge, in my opinion. Patty Mills having him come off the bench, just another lights out shooter, veteran guard who's going to do it all for them. And Blake Griffin keeping him around, getting Paul Millsap in, that was massive, huge yeah. blow for, for the Bulls. And I pick him up and Aldridge is back. Aldridge is back. I mean, do they, they have enough veteran depth to survive without Kyrie right now? If Harden is that they could literally rest Durant, Irving, Harden, as much as they want all season long, which I think they should do. And they'll be good. And they even got young guys, Cam Thomas, man, he looks like a steal in this draft. I think out of every rookie relatively speaking he's impressed me the most in terms of where he was drafted and how he performed I think if you do a redraft two years from now Cam Thomas could be in the top 10 the way the way he's effortlessly scored especially in an NBA setting I mean he's translated his game as an effortless score from college to the NBA and if that sticks I mean, how do you defend this team? How do you defend a team that has five guys on the floor who could create their own shot? And then I'm interested in Nicholas Claxton, too. I think he could, if you have Arladris go down, if you have Griffin go down, he's even going to get a lot of minutes on his own. That's a guy that defensively is going to be a huge, huge addition. Have you seen him on on Giannis? Have you seen him playing against Simmons? Have you seen he's able to defend wings and bigs in a way that you don't see really anywhere in the league besides guys like Simmons, guys like Tybalt. He he could be an all if he, he all NBA defender. Got him. What, what's that?
1: <laughs> stop Simmons from driving. That's all you gotta do. As long as he, he doesn't get up ahead of steam, it's it's
0: not that's not easy for a guy like that, but Cla- Claxton has athleticism to stop guys like that.
1: Yeah, the only, the only question mark on the Nets, they are the favourites. They are the big dogs. Everyone wants, anyone that isn't a Nets fan or a Nets player within the franchise wants to see someone take down that beast. I want to see them healthy. I want to see if they are as lights out as we all expect them to be, If they're if they're fully healthy, but... The pressure is going to be on. They've got the big personalities. They've got guys who have been there and done that. So it shouldn't it shouldn't worry them too much. But it it can sometimes be tough when when you are when you are the man and you have got everyone wanting to see you fail and everyone wanting to take you down. Let's go out and see the number two guys there in the East. We gotta be thinking the defending champions are the books, the top challengers to the Nets. Hmm.
0: I, I, what, what do we say about them? That's they—they they status quo. I think they got a crazy deal to keep Bobby Portz around on that on that number. Bringing back George Hill—it's another guy who knows how to how this system works. He's going to be great playing off ball. We'll see if Dante Vincenzo is healthy. They got a great replacement at least for shooting for him and Grace Allen. But um, I I think they did enough. You know, you you still you still have this makeup around Giannis to be successful. You still have that formula defensively. To, to make this work, and I I I don't see things being much different for them. I don't see things being much different for Milwaukee or the Nets this year. Um, but I, I think the Nets are going to. If If you put those two teams head to head, I don't think it's particularly close. When, if If it's if it's health wise, right,
1: could it could not be another. Uh... Toe on the line, uh, difference maker there. Yeah, you know, you know, you're not. You're not well, I
0: mean, think, think about it, man. If if Harden is relatively healthy, if Kyrie is healthy, I mean that 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 doesn't go to six games. I don't think that goes to sixteen after after those two games, the, those first two in New York. I thought the Bucks were done.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You you add in a healthy Harden, a healthy Kyrie to put that away. That they they win maybe one game.
1: Hey, that's know. how scary that is that's, that's, how, that's how scary, scary. That is. you're talking about you're, you're doing that doing that against the champs
0: the, the defending champs could could potentially get swept in the eastern conference finals if they're healthy i, I would i would bet my life on that i'm yeah. swept everyone bet my life but <laughs> if, they, if they don't rest if they don't rest
1: I guess the, the one thing I look at it, uh, the books, so usually after you win a title, you'd come back and you'd be uh, a little bit more relaxed in the in, in the regular season. But what the books ultimately did was they relaxed a bit in the regular season last year, and that allowed them to push on in the playoffs when before they were the, the regular season dominators and then disappointing in the playoffs. So it's going to be kind of interesting to see what way they, they, uh, they approach uh, the regular season this year.
0: Yeah, I would have one thing I will say is I would have liked them to look for more playmaking in the offseason. I would I would have liked them to, to get someone who can get their own shot um, outside of the, the starting five, because you, you look you look at your bench and obviously you're, you're going to be rotating. I think they did a great job getting Middleton his touches with the second unit, having him run things. Um, but you know what? This is all about the whole season. You try to set yourself up for success. If anyone goes down, and it's the same thing. If if Middleton, Holiday, if they don't have it going on, if they're injured, you're gonna rely on Pat Connaughton, George Hill, Grayson Allen. I think they. I think they actually. The, this might be a deep cut, but Grayson Allen, on nearly 10 attempts a game, he was flinging three pointers last year. He was one of the better shooters in the nba so i maybe that's a guy that you you try to incorporate as a kyle corver type of player you you run or you run it that way but i think coach Bud has definitely adapted more everyone's giving him credit for how he's done it maybe this year they're, they're going to change it up more give give more opportunities to guys like Allen to develop we'll see what D. vincenzo looks like when he's healthy but yeah, they'll
1: yeah, need some help I, there in the second I, year. I, did, I didn't like the, 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 the no additions from, from the Nets or the no major additions, really. They're, they brought back some key guys. But yeah, On uh, which uh, when we're at, coming off the back of winning the championship, the, the smartest thing you can do is notify the, the weakness, that, the, the slight weakness you might have in your team and improve that. And I don't think that the books ultimately did that. But that's not to say they can't still have another big year Moving on to a a bit more of an outsider, a bit more of an interesting one, the Indiana Pacers.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm so interested in this team this year. I'm really going to be watching them closely because I think their biggest addition is Rick Carlisle.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, Rick Carlisle has been a staple in being an offensive genius in this league for years now. And... He has his connections to the Indiana area for sure. And I think it's a great homecoming for, for him to come into a team that has some serious pieces. I, I, the Pacers suffered the most last year when it came to injuries. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they, couldn't, they couldn't even get Karis LeVert healthy because the dude found out he had cancer. Thank God he's okay. But, like, just an example of the crazy randomness that some of these teams experience in terms of injuries. But looking at their lineup, man, they're so deep. That's, that's the thing with them. They're very deep. They've they've got playmakers on the wing. They got playmakers at the guard position, good playmakers. And DeMontis Sabonis continues to be impressive. And they're sticking with this Sabonis Turner front court. That's gonna just continue to be the question for me. For them. Uh, on the floor, do you continue to keep them there? Is that the best position for them? Maybe, maybe Sabonis, if he continues to work on that three-point shot, that changes things for sure. But I I will wonder if eventually if they don't have a good start to the season. I mean, you got to start something new here with with Carlisle around. Do they maybe think about doing that trade with Turner? There's there's a I think a lot of teams would want him and would pray pay a pretty good price for a guy like him who can stretch the floor and defend the rim. But that that could be on the horizon if things don't turn out well.
1: Yeah, I think I'd agree. I think I'm sure Rick Carlisle has got, got the clear idea of what he wants this team to do at this stage. They're going to be getting back a fully healthy Karis Vert. They've added Duarte in the draft. I think that was... He looks was, good, man. Yeah, he does. He looks I, good. I really like that addition. I think he's ready to to be a contributor in his in his rookie year. The Pacers were 34-38 last year, They but they made the play in I think the Pacers, with this coach, with the talent and the depth they've got, they I think they are they're going to be aiming for the seventh, eighth seed in the East, and I think they've got they got a real good chance of making it.
0: I don't want to transition too quick here, but it just makes me remember the the game between the Pacers and the Hornets. So the Hornets just got washed, and I mean that their their youth really got exposed. There, they really could have used uh, help from Hayward, but. I think if you replay that, I, I think the Hornets are going to come back and with a vengeance against a team like this. Because my my question not only is is the fit for Sabonis and Turner long term how that's going to thrive if they can stay healthy all year,
1: mm.
0: is what's their play style? Is it going to be is it going to be all through Sabonis? Because I think they have high hopes for Levert. Mm. I just don't know how. Is, is he really an all-star talent? That, that's been a big question for a while. Is he an all-star talent? He's had his moments with the Nets, and he's had it with volume. Brogdon is the kind of guy who's going to be unselfish. He doesn't need volume. Shown time and time again, the more volume you give him, the more inefficient he gets. Yeah. So that's not a problem. TJ Warren, you know, he's, he's going to be content with his role as a secondary scorer. But Karis LeVert, is Karis he is he at that level where he can be the guy? I think you need, you need that alongside a guy like Sabonis.
1: I believe that he can be. I want to see a full year from him before I can fully make that call. But I have faith in Carislebert. I know the Pacers have real big faith in Carislebert. And I believe if he's here and healthy for the year, he can show the entire world that he is capable of being the man and the leader of a backcourt in, in, a, in a strong team.
0: Well, we'll see. We'll see that that's that's the thing that could change the face of this this team. Because with with Sabonis as a face, I think they're a great team. They're great. They're not. I I think I don't know if I put them in the seventh or eighth seed. What what teams are you putting them above? Are you putting them above Miami? No. Probably. I don't think so. Are you putting them above the Bulls? No. They're putting them both. Be,
1: they shouldn't be.
0: I guess I'm.
1: That's just what, what, what the Pacers have always been. They've always been a team. That <laughs> they shouldn't do that. They shouldn't have done that. They shouldn't have achieved this, but they they find a way to do it. That's just what the Pacers are all about.
0: <laughs> are they better than the Hornets? That That's, that's the team that, that I keep comparing them to.
1: Before the side of the season, I'm going to say, yes, they are.
0: Well, in the beginning but is that going to change by the end you think that'll change by the end just based on youth development alone. yeah
1: just let's see Lamelo can can he take can he take the leap can he become all-star level uh guard can Bucknight be a contributor for the team can hayward stay healthy and be as productive as he was last year big question mark similar to indiana but it could it could change drastically in, in the first few months of the season if uh, if Indiana can't really figure it out. But heading into the season, I'm definitely having having the pacers above above the Hornets.
0: Mm. That that all depends on Hayward for sure. That that's the thing with, with the Hornets. They they don't have playmaking really outside of the mellow and Hayward, especially now that Devontae Graham's gone. What they do have is they have a lot of switchable athletic defenders, P.J. Washington, Miles Bridges, Jalen McDaniels, um, Kelly Oubre now. They got a lot of guys who can switch two through five. And that Mason Plumlee, I think he's going to be a lot better than Cody Zeller was protecting the paint, being a better passer. Um, Kai Jones, even, he's he's going to be interesting as as a finisher. But where did they get the playmaking from? Because if Gordon Hayward's not there all the time, Terry Rozier has been all right as a secondary playmaker, but to really make this machine go, it's going to be all up to LaMelo. Is LaMelo going to stay healthy? That's a lot of of these things you notice young guys start getting injured in the second year, midway through their rookie year, because their bodies are just not ready for it. They haven't really put discipline in their body. What you hear the most from players in the third, fourth year of their careers is how much work they realize it took to keep their bodies ready. And to keep themselves healthy for a full year. So that that's that is a question where I don't think it's even about if is gonna be an all-star, because I mean anyone who's saying all-star, like they need to pump the brakes because there's a lot of guards in this Eastern conference. Mm-hmm. I don't even have to name them all for you to know that's gonna be a tough ass to have Lamello be an all-star, but for him to be healthy for the year, because he is going to be the X factor, how they're gonna be successful, because I don't trust Gordon Haywards. I, I don't even know what body parts to point out because, I mean, it's been it's been hand, it's been ankle, it's been knee, it's been leg, it's been eye, Who knows what he's going to injure this year. But they have all the pieces to be super exciting around ball. We, we can just pile on all the highlights from Miles Bridges finishing at the rim, P.J. Washington finishing at the rim, and to see what they've done to expand their games. I, I think that this could be a sneaky, sneaky 7-6 seed if everything goes right for them.
1: Everything going right, unfortunately. That is the question, a big question for a lot of teams. And another one, the team that finished eighth last year, the Washington Wizards. (laughs) What the hell is this season going to be like for them?
0: I I don't know. And speaking of new coaches, we we talked about how we'll see how Boston does with the new coach. We'll see what the Wizards do with the new coach because that was a big... Problem over the years. Scott Brooks consistently abandoning def- defense. They've been the league's worst defense for years now. And is that something that they can put together? And if that is the question, and that's that's a big reason why why they'll feel confident that they can be successful this year is if they improve on defense. Um, I just question where that's going to come from. They don't have a healthy front court. Are they going to rely on Daniel Gafford alone to defend the rim when they were the wet, worst interior defense? Are they going to rely on who Bertans Montrez Harrell has been one of the worst interior defenders among centers yeah. in the decade. Bertans going to do something about that. Are they going to um, rely on rookies and second year players to be good defenders? Kispert. Maybe he'll he'll be an okay defender as as a, as a rookie, but he doesn't have the athleticism right now to do that. I I think they'll continue to be bad on defense, and I'm not sure. I mean, how are things going to play with Beal? I mean, he's not vaccinated. Is he going to miss a handful of games too?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know. I, I know what's what's the story in Washington? Are they they going in as strong as New York are? Is he going to?
0: No, but the thing I can I think. Well I guess you you can play you can play in some you can play in other cities as long as you're like quarantined and you can't go anywhere unless it's for basketball activities in Toronto in Canada. if you leave, you could be sentenced to six months in jail. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that that was did, insane.
1: let that happen. That's the way get, get the damn job. Come on. these guys, <laughs> these guys need a cop on let it, that happen. They're not going to control your mind. Uh, don't worry, Kyrie. You, you, you'll be okay after it, man.
0: But I guess there's so much, there's so much of a Delta for me for the Wizards. Cause I do like a lot of the younger, I think of is going to have a resurgent second year as a role player. Mm-hmm. I, I think that Rui Hachimura showed a lot of development. Um, I just, I'm not sure how I feel about this team period. I, this is how I feel every year. I, I just look at the Wizards and I'm not sure how I feel in, Weston Sell Jr., he could change that. They they have some talent, but I think that they're going to continue to be terrible defensively, and they didn't do anything to address that, and you just can't... You're not going to survive with the defensive lineups that they're going to have out there.
1: Yeah, no doubt. They lost, they've lost... They, they traded away Russ said, during the offseason. Russ and Beal, they were the individuals that got them into the playoffs last year. Can they rely on a similar sort of thing? They even have them... Working towards the playing tournament, probably this year. We'll have to wait and see. They've certainly got decent pieces like the KCP, Kuzma, Dimwitty. Kuzma, all right. You're going to be the two star here. But let's see if you're this superstar. You seem to think you are. Big pressure on you, buddy. You <laughs>
0: kidding? You're kidding. You're kidding. Got Kuzma. Kuzma's going to be a solid role player, man. People need to stop. People need to stop uh, comparing him to, to anybody. Kuzma's Kuzma. I'm I'm, I'm
1: comparing Kuzma to the to the player he's talked himself up to as as being. That's a, that's what I'm comparing him to. the
0: the poor the poor guy in L. A. just caught too much flack and it took too much flack. He asked him to play defense. He played defense. Asked him why he's not scoring. He started shooting three pointers. Asked him why he's not getting in the rim. And I I, I think he'll will do just fine. He'll do just fine. Wizards. But look at their wing rotation. Let's be positive here. That they have they have some really interesting wings, just like the Hornets do. And Kuzma, Hachimura, Avdia, Kispert. I mean, they have they have some guys who are switchable that can shoot. And I think I I would consider Avdia to be a high IQ guy. Yeah. Kuzma has been playing in a in a system and he's known his role. I think you could definitely say he's a high IQ role player. Hachimura questionable. Kispert, you saw him playing Gonzaga. I think they've produced a lot of high IQ guys. Mm. They they could play a lot smarter this year with with the kind of players they have that are unselfish and Spencer Dinwiddie brings in a guy who's not going to be pounding the hell out of the ball like Russ was and don't get me wrong I'm not one of those guys to push on Russ for how he plays because he's one of my favorite players in the league but that's going to bring a different element to allowing Beal to maybe do a little bit more as, as a playmaker do a little bit more um, hiding hiding the inefficiencies of their bench which is obviously another huge issue but i don't want to talk too much about the wizards i'm not i'm not sure what's gonna happen to them this year but beal this is the year though that if they don't get into the playoffs do they trade them that's my question
1: and it (laughs) i hate
0: i hate to be one of those people that the first thing what
1: why should he want to be there i mean they're
0: he loves it everyone says everyone says he loves it. his family loves it he likes being there
1: You've really got ambition, though. You're gonna to have to move on unless this team can prove, unless and uh, Sill can have a great have a great first year, unless this team just gels. But for me, I know you got to make decisions regarding your family and stuff as well. But if he has real ambitions to be a, a star and to be a winner in this league, he's got to he's got to get out of Washington. man, they
0: they got nice museums out there. Pizza's pretty good. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know what it is, but that this is basketball wise. They, they weren't able to lock him up for an extension. And that question is just going to hover over them all year long. That, that sucks for for Wizards fans. That sucks for a franchise. that's obviously trying to to revamp themselves, getting a new coach, getting in more young guys. But that that's just going to be the question all year long. That's that's going to be pretty pertinent for a guy that is in his prime and hasn't seen any meaningful playoff time. In a while,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, we'll move on from the Wizards. We'll go to one of my one of the teams. You know, I have have a, have a strong soft soft spot for the old Cleveland Cavaliers.
0: Oh God, they 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 looked nice on Monday, huh? Or t- was it Tuesday <laughs> the other day? Yeah, they were they
1: they they were there anyway. They they <laughs> they they played in a game, all right.
0: <laughs> I I haven't so quickly stopped caring about a player as much as if I've stopped caring about Lowry marketing and I feel terrible about it, but just, just seeing him in a Cavs Jersey really did it quite nicely for me. I, I just, as soon as I I was like, okay, that's fine. I, I I don't care anymore. And, and watching him play against the Bulls just reminded me, it just really took off the, the Rose, Rose tinted shades. What were they called? Rose colored glasses. I don't don't even know what that means to be fair. (laughs) Does anyone know what that means? The- I know what you're going for, <laughs> <laughs> man. I mean, I'm I'm getting tired of talking talking Cleveland Cavaliers already, but what's your hope for them? That the, I don't like how they set up this team around Evan Mobley, around Jared Allen, around Isaac Okoro, and they're still sticking with the two guards. They're just going for a youth. They're they're just going for it. I think this is another year of tanking.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree, but I think they need to commit to. To the youth. At the same time, I think they just need to go all in. I don't think the players that they have now, they're they're not going to do anything in this Eastern Conference. So, go commit to the youth. You got Sexton and Garland in the backcourt. Twenty two years old. Twenty one years old. Coro twenty. Mobley twenty. Then Allen's the granddad of the team at twenty three. If this is a team, what we we don't know for sure. What if if Mobley and Allen can can fit? Wouldn't in. Kevin Love be the granddad? I'm talking about the starting team here.
0: <laughs> Kevin, starting Kevin Love team. is like the, is like the granddad with, with dementia that beats them every <laughs> once in a while, forgets who they are.
1: No, but at the end of the day, there's, there's still question marks over, over sex and Garland is clear, clearly the one that, that the Cavs really want. And they are a hundred percent behind build, building around. But, not just because it's a great nickname for a duo, but Sexland is real. It's a talented backcourt. Both of these guys are improving year on year, and both of these guys are capable of being stars together if they have the right team around them. Obviously, size is going to be a big issue for them on defense and, and at times on offense as well, but both of these guys can facilitate. They can make their own shots, and I, I wouldn't be so quick to look be looking to break this up on the Cleveland Cavaliers it's not even like trading Sexton I, I don't even know what his value would be at this time, obviously I, I, I'm a believer in him but I don't know how many other people are so I think this year they commit to the youth, they give it a whole year of Sexton and if they're still not happy with it, maybe they break it up then, but I think this is a year where they give a trial to Sexton because this, this is a seriously talented backcourt They ain't gonna do anything in the East. Don't get me wrong, but they might. They they're gonna have a few good games, and 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 Sexland, Garland, and certainly Mobley are gonna have uh, a few highlight games.
0: Yeah, I I like I like the four. I I like the four there. Maybe even that. I might even go as far to say that the starting five in terms of the development squad. Um, I'm just concerned about Mobley, and just in terms of money, when you're building a team, having having flexibility is so huge and the fact that they signed lowry to 67 million dollars right Right now they, they have every single year on their books around oh, just over 60 million dollars committed to lowry jared allen and kevin love kevin love i mean you're not getting rid of kevin love I, I don't know what you do with that but that's gonna be don't even talk about the rotations just in terms of their cap sheet like that's that's not something you're getting off. Of. You're not getting off of Lowry now. You got to make him work there. And what's his what's his best contribution to this team compared to? Well, they they would have been better off um, keeping keeping um. God, what what's what's his face? Um, what's the, they trade him to the Blazers? We're, we're, see that this is this is what I'm talking about. This this <laughs> preseason preseason <laughs> podcasting, man. Preseason podcasting, um, but. I don't see what they're doing in signing him. I don't see what they're doing having Jared Allen and Evan Mobley next to each other. I, in the short term, I see how that helps them out in terms of keeping Evan Mobley alive. Because I, I think as a rookie, being a center as a rookie, that just doesn't work out. Look, look at how, how Aiton struggled. Every, every center has struggled struggled in their first year getting adjusted to the athleticism and the defensive rotation. So having
1: Larry him Nance, Larry Nance jr. That's gonna, in, oh my God.
0: <laughs> it. I mean, it, he, he would have been fine to keep there.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Derek Jones jr. Even to, to keep him there as, as another athletic wing that they can play with. But I don't know if this is the best scenario for Evan Mobley right now, the way they've set it up. Mm-hmm. And I know you're excited about Sexton, but I think Mobley, Mobley's the guy. Mobley's what they need to focus on moving forward. And more than just if Garland and Sexton look good, I think if they look good all season, but Mobley doesn't improve at all and if he looks lost out there, he doesn't look like he's getting the touches, doesn't look like he gels with Garland or Sexton, whoever's not vibing with Mobley, whoever's not working with him, they got to go. Because I mean, that, that is that is a guy who could be a generational talent. And if that gets squandered there, that's that's just not going to be acceptable.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, that that, that, I I'd have to agree. I agree with you there. I know I know Mobley is is the 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 number one piece there without without doubt, and uh, he's kind of shown a few glimpses in the preseason, but on, on both ends of the court, that he's he's capable of going to be able to make an impact in his rookie year. But yeah, there's no doubt that he he he's the piece and he's the guy that they have to find a way to to build this build this roster around him and give him the best chance to be a superstar i i was i was
0: crazy about <laughs> remember they had this insane run last year they're the best defense in the league for like three weeks for three weeks i don't know what the hell was happening but i don't know maybe they have another crazy run and we're talking about them in the plan um but crazy I, things I don't, have happened yeah i let's talk about positive i who knows, Okoro, his shot looks better. That That's going to be huge for him. Keeping him on the floor is going to require him to be a good shooter. And anything can happen you got a guy like Mobley and Sexton, I, I buy into it. I, I buy into the talent. Um, I just hope it works out for Mobley. And last couple teams here, Toronto and Detroit, they're, they're all kind of in the same boat. Yeah. Uh, which one are you, are you excited about Cleveland as much as you're excited about Detroit? Or Toronto?
1: Yeah, it's tough to say. I, I, I love, I love Scotty Barnes. I think he's he's a guy who's already ready to to come in and contribute. When you're looking at Toronto, you're like, okay, they actually get to have home games this year. Last year, was it Tampa Bay that that's they, huge, they were yeah. playing in? Yeah. yeah. They've, they've got a great coach. They may have lost Larry, but they still got a strong core. They got Scotty Barnes coming in. He's a rookie that's going to be able to contribute in his rookie year so the Raptors are going to improve on last year and they're certainly going to be in the conversation when we're talking play in tournament
0: yeah I think I think they're going to be back in it and man I'm I'm all in on Scotty Barnes I don't don't know if you saw him play the other night but the thing we're wondering is you know why did they pass on Suggs that's going to work perfectly alongside Fred Van Vliet and I think what we we thought of was, okay, what the vision might be Scotty Barnes really being a point forward. And that, that was a fascinating thought because you, you saw flashes of it um, in his time in college, uh, mostly in the open court. But that's precisely what they were doing in preseason. You saw that come to light where he's running up and down the court and the way that he can rebound the ball and immediately turn around and sprint down the court, get an extra defender on him and whip the ball around. I mean, dude, he was throwing no-look passes in his, in his first preseason game. Yeah. I mean, he looked like a natural with the ball in his hands. And if that's something that's going to come to him naturally, if he if you don't have to force that for him, if he's going to naturally be the kind of guy that wants the ball in his hands and be unselfish for his team, and you play that alongside Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, Gary Trent Jr., Fred VanVleet played ultra-small, ultra-fast, Nick Nurse lineup that's that has tremendous upside I I don't I don't know where I put them if I, I think I might have to put them in the same uh stratosphere as Hornets and Pacers I mean they they should be firmly in the play-in tournament and where does their upside go if Precious Achua with the time on the floor I mean he, he barely saw time with the heat but a lot of Bam matter bio comparisons and the way that he was stroking it from three, I mean, it's still gonna take him some time to be consistent with that. But the fact that he's willing to be stretch the floor and shoot the ball, him and Kem Birch, Chris Boucher, and Malachi Flynn was balling it. It's just summer league, but to see his confidence, yeah. we, we said it was Peyton Pritchard, and it, it's translated into preseason. And we saw it last year, but guys like that having confidence, and you got Goran Dragic. You know, they have a they have a serious rotation, and we know what Nick Nurse can do. With athletes like this i i think they have as much upside to maybe even avoid the plan
1: yeah they're, they're definitely going to be be right up there i think last year was just was just a horrible year for them but toronto don't do that in back-to-back years they've they've got the 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 groundwork that franchise i just always believe in them coming back and and being that solid outfit and that's just the way it's going to be. Again, I have the question down here, will the are, are Toronto outsiders, they, they most certainly are. And they, they are definitely a team that if we're, we're here sitting here in April, and we are seeing that the Toronto Raptors are, have snuck into the eighth place or in the, uh, in the East, I don't think anyone's going to be surprised.
0: I, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised either. And you know, I, I, in terms of health, in terms of health, I will take them over the Hornets. Yeah, I, I'd take them over the Pacers. Just just because of just because of how how they can. I think if they can rely on on what you saw the other night, just playing fast, playing the flow, and Fred Van Vliet. I mean, he's he's going to do what you know he's capable of doing. He's been one of the best shooters in the league, and he knows how to play off ball and also be a floor general. OG Ananobi, he looks like he's taking another step. I, I don't think, I don't see superstar, on a lot of people have, have waited for him to take a Jalen Brown kind of step. But I think in his role, I, he's going to be a really, really solid player next year as well. But it's just health for them. And I, I think they've proven they can be healthy. Pascal Siakam, I, I, I don't know what they do with him. I don't know what they do with him if, if Scotty Barnes isn't playing with the ball in his hand. Cause I think I think him if he and Barnes can coexist, man, can you imagine that? On both at, on both ends of the floor, having Scotty Barnes and Pascal Siakam, that's a lot of length and athleticism to deal with.
1: Yeah, that'd be that'd be that'd be real awesome. That'd be that'd be the Raptors. If that if that's what they're building on for the next the next few years, that's gonna be that's gonna be real real exciting and and something you absolutely believe in. You're a Toronto Raptors fan. You're thinking. We, we, we got something going good here, and that's something that I'm sure Detroit Pistons fans are thinking there at this time as well. Number one pick, Cade Cunningham. Is he going to have the instant impact that the Pistons are desperate for? Can he come in? Can he match some of the great rookie seasons of the likes of Luka, LeBron, Allen Iverson? Can, can, can he do that?
0: Oh, well, Those are heavy names, man. They are. <laughs> but this that, guy, are- this
1: guy is being this guy's been tailed up. He it, it was the Cape Cunningham sweet stakes last year. The Detroit Pistons won it. Are they looking to see him deliver from the off here?
0: I, I think I think he's gonna take it a little slow. I, I think he might take it a little slow. And the reason I say that is because of how much improvement you've seen out of Jeremy Grant. I think Jeremy Grant's shown that he can do things with the ball in his hands. He can set up the offense and Cade Cunningham is going to be able to flow into whatever, whatever offense they decide to do. He can play off the ball. He can play as a cutter. He can play in the post against smaller guys. And he can, I mean, he's going to be the best with the ball in his hands. And I'm not too worried about that. I, I think that that flow will come. And it's important that they do it slow because, you always see it's it's a struggle for lead guards to adjust to the speed of the game and adjust to the athleticism. Cade's not going to be really um, battling against guys that are four inches smaller than him. He's going to be dealing with big wing defenders. and He's going to be dealing with guys that are quicker than him. We all know that his athleticism isn't necessarily his best strength. And he's going to have to rely on, I think, guys like Grant to help him out, veterans like Corey Joseph to help him out, And I'm interested to see where where some of these other players take a leap if they do guys like Sadiq Bay. Yeah. Look at his development over the off season. looks a lot more comfortable putting the ball on the floor, a lot more comfortable being in the post. And he's already developed himself to be an elite three point shooter as a rookie. I mean, that, that's not something that you see very often, especially with guys with his defensive ability. And a lot of people have just pitched him as, okay, this is gonna be a really good three and D guy but the question always remains it's can you add on to your game and if he's adding on more to have an in-between game to post up smaller guys you know how much of a beast he is that that's someone who could take a step and take off the load from everyone focusing on Cade getting it getting it for himself and same thing with Killian Killian Hayes too as a defender Killian Hayes still and I think we were a little too high on him last year um I think we expected a bit too much in terms of his shot creation. But as a defender, I mean, he looks like a demon. Cade Cunningham looks like a fantastic defender as well. Sadiq Bey, we know he's a great defender. Jeremy Grant, we've seen what he can do as a defender. Isaiah Stewart, that's another low-key guy being a a three-point shooter and an interior defender. I think they have a really, really – really good defensive team that can do a lot of things they're going to be very versatile i don't think they're going to be just this terrible team i i they're going to be a team that you have to be afraid of if you're in the playing tournament teams like like, yeah teams like the pacers the the pacers need a lot to go right I, i think to to not miss the playoffs this year if they're not healthy if they're not getting things together there's going to be a lot of pressure on on teams like that, they're a little more established because the Pistons don't have anything to lose. The Raptors don't have anything to lose. You know, Hornets, they don't have anything to lose. There's going to be a lot of hungry young teams in the bottom of the East.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I think you're looking at the Pistons. They've got a experienced coach and Dwayne Casey, what he did with the the, the Raptors team. They're always yeah a, a solid outfit. They're always well coached and a good defensive team. He can do that with this Pistons team just to start things off, just to make them a solid outfit and not just a team getting beat up, beaten up on every night. If Grant can produce like he did last year, that'll be huge for them. That'll be huge for Cave as well. Killian Hayes, like th- th- his second year is kind of almost like another rookie year. Obviously, injuries. Yeah, Andrews I'd say so. From really seeing uh, uh, all of him last year, but you're right. This is this is a talented young team, and they're going to be solid. They're going to be hungry and they definitely got an outside show at at, uh, at being in the conversation when it comes to to the playing tournament and they are going to be a team gonna be like the old Detroit just be at the very minimum a team that other teams don't want to play
0: i I think that's what i love about the eastern conference this year is that there's no there's, there's no garbage there's zero there's zero garbage this year Except for honestly, except for the Cavs, I I think the Cavs is the only team this year that I look at and and what about I don't. don't we um,
1: forgot about them. <laughs> we totally forgot wait, about them.
0: Wait, 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 wait. Uh, All right, except except for except for the Magic, man. I see that that just said everything right there. I totally forgot I was talking about the Magic.
1: All I have to say about <laughs> the Magic is give me a Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs backcourt, and you tank, tank, tank. That's all. That's you do that, and the the magic of giving me all they can give me this year.
0: All right, so we, we have a little bit of garbage. So, but there's only really two. There's only really two teams right now that are likely, definitively going to tank. And I, I think for the Cavs, it's not even on purpose. Like the Cavs are not tanking on purpose. Okay. <laughs> like I, I just don't think that their their talent level is where it should be to to really push for the play in. But any of the, the the magic. The question for me for the Magic is they got Jalen Suggs. That was a huge pickup for them. Who's gonna fit there guard wise? Who's gonna be the guy alongside Suggs? Is it Fultz? Is it Anthony? I I really feel confident that Fultz should be the guy that I think Cole Anthony should be coming off the bench.
1: Uh, should, but, but what when when Fultz is injured, I don't know what we're gonna do there.
0: Yeah. I know, when I, I feel like more long term though, more long term. I,
1: think, I that, think that that's what they're hoping for. Yeah.
0: Um, what about Wendell Carter, man? Wendell Carter and Mo Bamba. What oh, are you gonna Mo do about Bamba,
1: them? Like, like I I just hear Mo Bamba just question mark like. Oh, he was the number six pick a few years ago, and this is a guy who has he ever even started a game for the Magic? <laughs> it's
0: tough it's tough to start him when i mean it, he remember when he came out and he was we were looking at all these uh open gym highlights him shooting threes and we obviously know what he can do to defend the rim and we're like wow this this guy is going to be a force but he just he just isn't physical enough He doesn't even rebound the ball at, at a, a rate that bruce brown for the nets three three feet shorter than him is a better rebounder than he is at this point is great and but you look at him even in preseason in post ups, like he's not really, he's not forcing the issue with his wingspan. He's, he's no one's scared of him posting up. No. And I, I think that at the end of this year, if, if he doesn't show anything, who's going to sign him? He, he's going to end up being on some, some minimum contract.
1: Yeah.
0: Cause he can't even stay on the floor.
1: Nah, like he, he they ultimately, he's been, he's been, he's been a disappointment and, Orlando, it's, it's been a tough old slog, and now they've got like every guard under the sun. Where where they where are they gonna go from here? They got a lot of a uh, lot of backcourt depth. The question is what exactly do they want to do with it? That is that something they're gonna be able to answer for us this year. Is Suggs gonna be the starting guy there from the first game in a couple of weeks? I don't really know, but at the end of the day they're they're their, their best option is to tank There's there's nothing there's <laughs> in my mind about
0: that. I mean, the, I I think what, what, I'll, what I'll say about them, just be on the positive side, right now, they're not going to come close to being competitive, and they are going to be tanking, but when you think about their future, they committed to Jonathan Isaac. They saw a future there, and Wendell Carter Jr., taking him from the Bulls, that was you know tr- trying to get rid of Vucevic and get first round. It was about the first round picks, not Carter, yeah. but they have two guys there that are not just plus defenders. I think Wendell Carter could be a great defender. I think he has Al Horford potential still. And Jonathan Isaac has all NBA defense potential. You saw how that shot was coming along before he got injured. And Jalen Suggs, you got a guy who's going to be incredibly, incredibly gifted on both ends of the floor as a floor general, defensively, offensively. And that's the makings of a good team. You have the core of a good team. And if you have that core and you take a year to develop and tank, that's kind of a best case scenario for a rebuilding team. That's that's not a bad place to be in. You got pieces like Gary Harris, who, have, who has a big contract, and then you have other young guys. Who knows if that translates into a trade? You got that money to, to package in for something bigger. A lot of teams might be interested in someone like, I don't know, if, if Cole Anthony shows out and he shows up to be a – dependable scorer off the bench there are teams who might want that and who knows what you end up doing with uh with a guy like mobamba who someone could take a flyer on him but they they're in a position where they can rebuild and they can retool and they can they have pieces that they can trade and contracts that can fit nicely
1: yeah i'll give you that they're they're in a position where they've got some good pieces but there's still no actual expectations for them so they're able to they're able to just ride the tank and and do what they got to do to make this team into a competitor again. That, that is that is a big positive for Orlando, and it's about the only one I can give them. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, man, how the times have changed. We, about this time last year, I'm talking about all these weird Eastern Conference teams that don't know what they're doing, they're probably tanking, the Bulls are probably going to suck again, the Knicks, who the hell knows, Julius Randle, he's probably going to get traded, right? Mm-hmm. And here we are talking about the Bulls in the playoffs – the Knicks winning a playoff series and they're really only being two teams that are terrible. And it's just a great time to be in the Eastern conference. Great time for the NBA to start and great time to talk about the Western conference coming up soon. But my friend Ron, I I think we're, we're over time here, but this has just been awesome. I can't, I can't wait for this to jump. Can't wait for us to get back in the NBA and I'm ready.
1: Yeah. It's been, been, it feels like a long wait after, after last year, we had such a little short break between the, the end of the 2020 season and the start of the 2021 season. Now feels like we've been waiting forever for the NBA to come back. We're back now. The East has retooled. It's starting to actually be able to compete with the West again. I mean, the West has been the the dominant uh, conference over over the last while on paper. Of course, the Nets are, are the big dogs, but... Fun times ahead in the East this year. It's going to be a seriously competitive Eastern Conference, and it's one that you're going to have to keep your eye on all season because it's going to be teams beating each other to get a to get ahead. It's going to be one two game splits for pretty much outside the top three. Almost, I'm thinking it's going to be real, real damn tight in the Eastern Conference.
0: Yeah. Do you have Do you have your uh, your projected standings before we go?
1: Are you bold enough to do it? Give me, give me it. Uh, I don't know. I'll give me, give me the top five. Give me Brooklyn. Give me Brooklyn. Give me Philly. Give me Boston. Give me Milwaukee, and give me. I'll go with your Chicago Bulls in the top five.
0: All right, I'm, I'm gonna go a little crazy here. I'm gonna go Nets, Bucks, Celtics, Bulls, Miami, Philly. Then I'm gonna go Hornets. Pacers, Toronto and the rest.
1: Leaving out the Knicks, I love it. After all, <laughs> after all, the, after all the, the the love I showed Chicago, you're doing that. Tomorrow. I'm
0: kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I, I'm I'm putting the Knicks solidly at the 7th, right right behind uh the 76ers.
1: I love I love that drop off. That's going to be an interesting I'll give you a chip on your shoulder.
0: I'll yeah. give you a chip on your shoulder.
1: got to be the way I, I want it I want that I want I want to be I want to be I want that feeling but I, I need the, the the fill you're feeling Philly at six yeah
0: yeah no I, I, I don't think they're gonna be healthy I already I already explained myself I already explained myself there I don't think that he's gonna be healthy for the season
1: I' be di- I'd be disappointed if he's not uh, but yeah I, I think you're uh, you're on the right side of that argument really <laughs> yeah
0: Our man it is approximately seven o'clock i realized i had to pick up my wife at 6 45 this is an excellent way to start off the pod by running out of here we'll talk about the west next week huh
1: i'm looking forward to it you, you <laughs> make sure make me you make sure you get some flowers on your way there man
0: probably all right man i'll talk to you later
1: good times take care man peace on today's episode of coast to coast don't forget to hit us up on instagram and twitter at coast to coast nba podcast to hear your takes discussed right here on the show and remember take every shot and love every moment